Hello and welcome to Parley, the Hindu's weekly discussion podcast. I'm Anuradha Raman, your host today. Today we are going to discuss um, what has been in news for the last one week, television rating points or what the viewer sees and how it is recorded and how it generates business for news channels. So some quick figures, we have about 550 million individuals who are watching television daily. They generate a business of roughly 60,000 crores, of which 40% comes from television. Joining me today in this edition of Parley is Mr. Esmai Kureshi, former Chief Election Commissioner and former Director General Doordarshan. I'm going to persuade him to wear his uh, Director General hat today uh, for the topic we are going to discuss. Also joining me, Mr. Sashi Kumar, founder editor in chief of Asia Will, a digital multimedia platform. He's also the founder of Asia Net Channel and also chairs the Media Development Foundation, which runs the Asian College of Journalism. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Anuradha. Thank you, Anuradha. Mr. Kureshi, can I begin with you? Sure. Uh, you, wrote, you wrote an article recently in the Indian Express where, um, apart from being concerned, I'll, I'll begin with where you had ended. You say that this is not just a financial fraud, but morally and ethically wrong as well. Would you care to elaborate on that? Yeah. You know, the, as you mentioned that... Uh, about 27,000 crore of ad spend is at stake. Now, every channel is eyeing it. Doordarshan, uh, public broadcaster and the private channels. And uh, this kitty should be distributed honestly. And that is where the dishonesty comes through TAM and the TRP. So that is the issue. Now, but the financial fraud, uh, which has been highlighted by uh, the Bombay Police Commissioner and Mumbai Police Commissioner, is one aspect. The other aspect is because of uh, that cheating, the channel's ratings are getting distorted and skewed. And because of that, they are uh, hating, uh, they are uh, spreading hate propaganda and the hate narrative, which uh, is violative of the fundamental right of the citizens to know the truth through the media. Now, media has become a source of disinformation. And that is the ethical issue uh, and the uh, legal issue which I have pointed out. So there are uh, both the dimensions are equally serious, but what is now being investigated is the financial fraud, okay, which is good enough because we should go to the bottom of the problem. Mr. Sashi Kumar, as a founder of Asia Net Channels, did you also face this problem as Mr. Kureshi faced when he was the Director General of Doordarshan? Did you face this problem of this menace of TRPs or the tyranny of TRPs? Yes, certainly. I mean, when you're running a private channel, TRP is the, in your face. Uh, in the early uh, 19, or 1990s, that's when Asian had started and private television perhaps started. We didn't have the more people's meters. We didn't have the modern so-called sophisticated systems of verification of uh, who is watching what. We had the diary method and so on in those days. You know, very, very, you gave diaries to people in various streets and select people. And uh, 
found out what they were watching during the week, all of which very were very inadequate and uh, the sampling size was also very, very small, much like it is today. But uh, it was an unscientific method, but the only method, and uh, you use that and the advertisers use that along with their own common sense and what their uh, people on the ground, their agents, their retailers, their sellers, if they're consumer durables and so on, told them about the claim of a particular channel to the kind of viewership it's talking about. Uh, today, I don't think uh, it's only been a difference of degree, not of kind, I think. Uh, we, we still have the same small sampling size for the huge uh, e ecosystem of TV viewership that you introduced at the beginning. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's typically about 44,000 homes, which are the sampling size of BARC as it is today. And Mumbai, which is at the eye of the storm of, of this TRP fiasco, as it's called, or, or you know, uh, has, has only about 2,000 homes. So, for, for, and Mumbai is certainly the biggest viewing metropolis, you know, TV viewing metropolis in the country. Uh, a 2,000 volt sampling is, as you can imagine, woefully inadequate and uh, distorted. And as Mr. Qureshi rightly said, the problem with uh, this competition for TRP ratings, for these eyeballs, as it were, which converts to TRP ratings, is that uh, there's a race to the bottom, to the least common denominator. And therefore, you find people. Uh, insulting each other, insulting the people, insulting one another, anything to attract attention. And uh, we have seen that in ample evidence, particularly in the recent weeks, uh, in the context of this Vikansing Rajput case and, all, on the, and the fallout of all of that. And uh, I think this is a sequel to that. This whole TRP uh, dispute is a, is a sequel to that. And uh, it's a ratings mindset, as you said at the introduction, this whole tyranny of the ratings, the ratings mindset that has taken us over. Uh, I'd just like to end by saying, you know, it, it's not peculiar to television, really. If you go to a bookshop these days, there's somebody who's already rated the first 100 books or the first 50 top sellers. Somebody who's rated the top selling music cassettes in a, in a music shop. Who is doing this? What is, what, there's no transparency. You know, who is doing this? How, is, how are books being rated? Is it because of the sale? Is it because of the quality? Is someone going through the books? But we are therefore limited to choosing from what is already rated for us, you know. Our uh, intellectual horizons, if you like, are shrinking, not expanding. And therefore, there's something very distorted in this whole process of the ratings mindset. And television is a very acute example today of that. Mr. Kumar, I'd also like uh, you to weigh in on what Mr. Kureshi said, which is the, the right of the people to be informed, informed, uh, informed properly. Which is why he raised the issue that it was not just a financial fraud and a race to the bottom, as you put it, yeah. but also morally and ethically wrong. Certainly, the right, the 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 the, the role, the raison d'être for television news, news television as an extension of freedom of speech and expression, guaranteed in Article 19, 1A of the Constitution, the derived right from that article or that right, is the to for an, to create an informed citizenry and therefore to. Uh, deepen and, uh, you know, uh, expand our democracy. An informed citizenry makes for a better democracy, for a more mature, more mature, more mature democracy. And therefore, uh, Mr. Qureshi, of course, since he's worn the hat of a media head and as well as the head of the election process in India, which is, which is the, the, the litmus test of democracy, uh, I think was absolutely right. Because unless you uh, are, have a role in informing citizenry, the right to be informed. You know, we have a right to information act but the right to inform, uh, you know, of the media or the duty to inform of the media should be an, an equivalent duty. And is that what we are getting in, in the news television 
is, is, is a big question mark, right? So uh, th- that's a very valid question. And I think, uh, uh, for instance, if you take, and it's not just REITs alone. TRPs can be very deceptive, as you know, it's a very fragmented market. In fact, you, if you went only by REACH, there's no doubt that Doordarshan is the biggest act in town. And as recently as April, May this year, BARC itself admitted when Ramayan and Mahabharata were re-telecast and old serials were re-telecast, that Doordarshan was the biggest, you know, it has the highest reach the, demographically and geographically in the country. But they don't get a proportionate, uh, you know, share of the advertising revenue because advertisers or advertising goes by various other, you know, reasons or logic because you, you need purchasing power. So the advertiser goes for that segment, that demographic, which has a better purchasing power, which is why this small sliver of the English news channels, which incidentally account for less than, I know, 1% or something of the total TV viewership, and each of those channels will be 0.4 of that 1%. It's a very, very small sliver of the of the TV viewing, you know, uh, ecology or the eco- ecosystem. So they need, therefore, uh, these TRP ratings far more than the others, I would argue, far more than the entertainment channels because they have a better shot at it. So these, because already the pie is very small, and therefore, when they fight for that, they are going through all those, that, that circus that you see every every news hour night on any of these channels. That, that's what's happening. Mr. Kureshi, the scam, as we are calling it now, is of course nothing new. AC Nielsen-owned TAM uh, was in news uh, in way back in 2003, 2004, which is where you flagged off, flagged this off with, uh, with, with, with higher authorities at that time. So what has really changed? Because it's the same thing. Even that time, we talked about uh, how people meter being rigged. And so from AC Nielsen-owned Sam, where star television you know, programs always uh, came at, right at the top of PRPs, to the now industry-owned BART viewership rating, it would appear that nothing has really changed. Yeah. Uh, uh, people meter is the key to understanding the whole problem. The entire system is based on uh, people meters, and unfortunately, nobody seems to know how it works. In fact, um, when I was uh, in Doordarshan, and we realized that we, despite 50% of the country de- uh, being dependent only on terrestrial network, which was Doordarshan, half of India was watching only Doordarshan. But the time was showing us as a shareholder of only 2% of the audience. As a result, only 2%, uh, our assignment of ad revenue to us was on, based on number 2%, which was a fraud. And we, on my request, we organized a meeting with 10 of the top advertisers of the country. Not the media buyers, but the owners of the companies like the Colgate and others, and uh, whose money we were all eyeing. At that point, it was 8,000 crores. I asked them whether they had any one of them had seen a people meter. None of them had. So then I explained to them what it is and why this system is likely to be a fraud. And I will, for the, your listeners, I would like to explain it to you. In fact, to understand this problem, because I was quite fed up, I got time people to install a people meter on my official television in Doordarshan Bhavan. And how exactly it is done, that was very interesting to watch. You know, they, the, the technician comes, he removes the back cover of your television. Now, a Sony television costing about 40,000 rupees and you remove the back cover. The moment a 
a screwdriver touches the back cover, you lose the warranty. And then two wires from the set-top box, which is people meter, they are taken and soldered onto the tuner of the TV. Now, this is totally tinkering with the TV. And why will anybody do that? For what purpose? What social good? That is a question I'm going to raise again and again. Now, now the second most important uh, technical flaw uh, which, for which uh, there seems to be no solution, that uh, this uh, people meter is operated by a, a remote control, like much like the television, but every there are buttons assigned to every member of the family. Head of the family button one, the wife, the children, the servant. And what is expected uh, uh, is the honesty that when you come into the, the room when the TV is on, uh, you press your button and when you go to the toilet, you press the button again to say that you are not watching it anymore because you have gone out of the room. And keep coming in and keep coming out and keep pressing the button. Will you keep doing the whole day and day after day? Which stupid man will do it? Uh, it's impossible. It's totally impossible. So what probably they were doing. What I did was when this guy was coming to my uh, room twice a week. So I befriended him. Initially, I asked him whether you pay any money. He said, no, 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 no question. And But later on, when uh, as, uh, we had a chat on uh, tea and samosas, he became my friend. And then he said, you know, no, we don't pay cash, but we pay them in kind like a pressure cooker or a dinner set. And in fact, uh, my feeling is they were giving a, a TV set itself that here is a, a, a damn good TV set. You watch whatever you want to on this. But on your uh, other TV set, keep this meter on and keep this channel on. Now, secondly, the, you know, you mentioned and uh, maybe Sashi mentioned about the, uh, the, the who are the buyers of these products uh, to whom the advertisers advertise. It is the television, Mercedes car, BMW cars and others. But where are these TV, the, these people meters installed? In poor people's homes who are, uh, who will be bought over a, uh, pressure cooker. Uh, will you install a people meter, Sashi? Will you install Anuradha? Will Kureshi install? It's no way. And if I ask those 10 people, would you allow a people meter in your bedroom where uh, twice a week somebody will come into the bedroom? And I even went to the extent of saying that where your wife is alone, uh, would you like that? They said, no question. So then, uh, which means that uh, although, you know, there used to be socio economic classification, SEC. A, B, C, D, and E. A being the richest, E being the poorest. Obviously, A and B and C will not install the people meter. They were only installed in D and E for 500 rupees a month or 1000 a month. So, the cheating was inbuilt into the system. And finally, the Anuradha, you asked the question whether anything has changed. I was watching a TV channel and Mr. Manish Tiwadi, who was the INB minister, at the time when uh, from TAM it was transferred to BARC, uh, uh, this actually it is the same system continuing. The, the whole thing is based on people meter only. Uh, only the owner has changed instead of TAM, it is the BARC. And uh, finally, BARC itself has been at the receiving end because it is their employees uh, and the ad agency which they have hired, uh, whose employees uh, occasionally have cheated. Two years ago, there was a similar case in Gwalior. Now there are, this case has been caught in Mumbai. So the keeping an eye on the system is the responsibility of BRC and what is that ad agency? I forget the name just now. Uh, please remind me. 
So that is where the problem is. Yeah. So now uh, we, I hope this is an occasion when we'll go to the depth of the problem and find a foolproof solution. Um, Mr. Sashi Kumar, you just, uh, I, I think you, you highlighted uh, the number of people meters installed in, we are talking about 138, uh, 44,000 meters for 138 million television households. Now, would anything be, uh, be all right if the, if the sample uh, were to increase or were to be increased? Would yes, that be... Increasing the sample list is an important uh, first step, but equally important is to get the demographic right, to get the, you know, the analysis of the households that you want so that it's represented, it's representative, it's truly representative, to get that right. Indicatively, as Mr. Qureshi just hinted, now currently, as I understand it, BARC pays something like 150 to 102, I mean, the range is 150 to 750 rupees per month to the houses where these these, these meters, they are called bar barometers, you know, uh, not to be confused with barometers because they are not scientific like barometers in assessing, you know, the, the actual uh, sampling. Uh, barometers. And so th these households who are paid 150 to 150 rupees a month are obviously of a particular economic strata. There's uniformity about them. And, and absolutely, you know, certain, uh, they, they are not representative of the TV viewing uh, public even for an English news channel, or particularly for an English news channel. So it, it, it's distorted, it's very vitiated. The whole analysis and the whole sampling process is very vitiated. So it's not just the sampling size, it's the methodology, it's the, it's the, it's the quality of sampling, it's a, it's a demographic kind of spread, uh, the geographic and democratic, demographic spread. Uh, uh, Mumbai, as I said, is, is supposed to be the concentrated area of viewership. But there you have just 2,000 of these uh, homes with, uh, with barometers. And for a sprawling city like Metropolis, like Mumbai, you can see how woefully inadequate that is. So, I mean, which brings us to now, who, how should the industry be regulated, number one? And who should regulate it, number two? The first question, uh, you know, industry-owned bark was supposed to set right uh, the, the, the problems that were faced by uh, TAM viewership. That didn't work. So how should the, the industry be regulated? Uh, Mr. Qureshi, would you like to take that first? Well, you know, the... Uh, continuing with the, the meeting I had with the advertisers, I asked them that this is your money and you should be the guardian and protector of your money uh, and all of us are trying to treat you of your money. What care are you taking? So they said, you know, uh, we have to go by some statistics, we have some audience figures and in the absence of any other, we have to depend on this. I said, even if these figures are fraud, you have uh, you will just go by these figures. They said yes, this, because that is all we have. Now uh, you know one uh, thing which people have forgotten. But I remember before TAM became a monopoly, there used to be two such agencies. There was also an in-TAM, and every week when the figures will come, they were giving absolutely absolutely opposite figures. And uh, with the result, the TAM manipulation was getting exposed by Intam. So TAM being the richer company, they bought over uh, Intam and they uh, very cleverly, they coined a word. Okay, oh, there used to be many currencies. Now there is a single currency. 
even my so called experts in doordarshan uh, were fascinated with this term and they bought uh, lapped it up very uh, sweetly which uh, to me my mind it was nothing uh, more than cartelization and at those days you know the terrorism in mumbai was very high and i gave an example it is like daud ibrahim and the, the other guy uh, gauli who used to expose each other and as a result they they were getting called the criminals but suppose they join hands and become a single currency that single currency will destroy the country so this what was this concept of single currency it was nothing but cartelization and and uh, again manish tiwari was mentioning and i think probably we should go back to the uh, that solution let there be four five agencies in the same city operating because in which case a uh, time and in time like a situation uh, where will reemerge they will come up with different figures and let us aggregate the figures coming from four five different agencies then probably we'll get to the truth mr sashi kumar uh, what is the problem in, in a single currency we have one nation one vote one leader one language one set of taxes uh, what what would be the problem in having a a, a single currency <laughs> because <laughs> because everybody is vying for the same small sliver of the pie of the cake as i said of the advertising spend uh, so i think it's it's a good idea to have uh, checks and balances to have say competing agencies which are professional uh, not you know so that the industry can then decide which agencies figures they want to follow uh, i think also there should be some uh, oversight uh, for instance in i think it was in 2017 brc had set up an independent disciplinary committee headed by uh, the retired justice mukul mukul justice mr justice mukul mudgal and uh, as i remember I, i think over the next two years or so they got they already got about 18 to 20 cases referred to that committee uh, so there should be uh, I, i one doesn't hear of that committee these days you know it's become like a press council of india something without teeth so there should be a committee an ombudsperson or, or some such oversight committee which has teeth which looks at because this this is fraud you know if, if there's fraud committed of this nature that, that should be made public and there should at least be name and shame if not punitive you know uh, you know exemplary punishment uh, thereafter uh, and it's also important because this is a fast changing technology the industry is going through a big shift now it's in a state of flux for instance already after try has uh, notified the new tariff order you know what's called the npo uh, where, where customers can choose only channels they want to watch you know at the maximum retail price of each uh, a lot has taken but all this has not been taken aboard uh, by in the current sampling system of bark in these barometers and so on they have not been adapted to reflect these uh, big shifts that have taken place and therefore it's obviously obsolescent it's it's uh, it's uh, not up to date Uh, it's 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 distorted as we see and in addition to that to compound all that there's obviously corruption on the face of it prima facie from what we've seen now there seems to be a case of corruption and i suspect this corrupt practice has been going on all all over i mean all, all along maybe the big few thought it suited all of them and therefore there was a complicitiness of silence but it really affects the medium players and the smaller players it certainly affects the regional media players and uh, it i think is it makes for a, a different kind of cartelization Uh, through a corrupt mode and therefore th- these 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 measures must certainly come in to 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 i think correct the situation otherwise uh, the losers are not just the advertisers those who are spending the big advertising money on these the losers are also the 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 consumers because consumers have a right to be informed they they, they need right information and you know my my consumer rights would demand that what i am seeing 
uh, the channel I'm seeing or the, what I'm watching there is reflective of uh, what, 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 what my rights uh, entitle me to. So I think there's a larger public interest issue here. And it's not just something that the industry can incestuously decide for itself. Should the government regulate it, get into the business of regulating the TRPs? No, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say the government should step into any such role in the media. Uh, they, I mean, it has to be an autonomous body. I think the, it has to be the industry. The, it's in the interest of the industry itself. It's in, the, it's in the interest of those who are spending this 25,000 or 27,000 crore rupees uh, on advertising on, on this television medium to make sure that their advertising is uh, cost effective, uh, is, you know, is being used properly. So I think the industry must be aware of it. Already I can see that after the current situation, I've, I've heard some big names saying they're not going to advertise in some of these channels because they are buying into the theory that there has been uh, a, a false practice, you know, malpractice. Mr. Qureshi, do you see a role for the government in this uh, TRP business? Should government regulate TRP? No, 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 no. The, there's no question of government regulating, but at the same time, government can facilitate the process. And in fact, the government can also back it up, you know, the uh, uh, trade-run uh, uh, system, uh, but it has to be enforced. So maybe the government can come in and uh, pass a law that any violation of this will uh, face a legal action, criminal action and all that. The so government can be the facilitator. And at the end, you know, to um, uh, uh, keep uh, uh, giving a bad name to the government, instead of that, the government can play an honest broker, but it has to be industry-run, it has to be self-regulation, self, at the same time, independent regulation. And as Sashi also said, and uh, re-stressing the point I made, it is basically a vested interest in the whole system, the honesty is of the people whose money is, uh, is at stake, 27,000 crores. Yeah, and they are very bright people that are running huge business empires. Can they come up with a, a good, uh, technically foolproof solution? They only have to sit together and uh, apply their mind. So uh, this question is to both of you, actually. You know, you know like in the UK, you have the Office of Communications, Ofcom. You have the FCC in the US. Both are independent regulators in the UK and US, respectively. Should you think we should have some such uh, body uh, here? And is it practical? Because there's always this question of government stacking these regulator bodies with its own people. So uh, is, is can they offer some kind of a solution to us? Uh, Mr. Sashikumar, would you like yeah, to... Yeah, I, I think we already have a semblance of such an authority in try. Uh, because it, you know, when it comes to regulating airwaves, or uh, for instance, uh, new tariff order, how, how you know regulations in terms of uh, protecting the, the the viewers' rights, people's rights, regulations in terms of making sure that the level playing field, uh, regulations in terms of making the uh, sure that the pricing is uh, not uh, not unreasonable, and so on. So that and that is all that I think an official body, a governmental body, I think should be allowed to do. Uh, it is true also of Ofcom and FCC, really speaking, because the, the mandate of FCC, for example, is to make sure that there are no monopolies in the media. But uh, we know that increasingly that, that right is being eroded now. You know, cross-media restrictions, for instance. Enforcing that is one of the cardinal principles of the roles of the FCC in the, in the United States. Ofcom, too, plays a similar role. Uh, when when big scandals broke out in the US, you know, when 
uh, when what you call investigative journalism went over the top, uh, the role of Ofcom began to be questioned again. But but I think the, the danger here is it's very tempting in these situations to invoke you know, a regulatory framework uh, which is uh, under the control of the government. And then you'll be throwing the baby out of the bathwater, you know, because then you'd actually be surrendering far more. You'd be surrendering your freedoms of expression. And any and, and let's admit it, a government by definition is adversarial to the media. I mean, particularly news media. Uh, the definition of a good news media is that it has to have not a cozy relationship with the government, but a critical adversarial relationship with the government. That being so, I would be very wary of, uh, uh, you know, an overarching kind of structure or a body uh, under the direct supervision or control of the government, uh, which plays a role in, in regulating the, the, the uh, media sphere. Mr. Qureshi, uh, do you think we could look at Ofcom or FCC as a way forward? So I think Sushi has uh, very rightly said that uh, uh, try come very close to Ofcom, uh, Ofcom and uh, FCC. Uh, it can continue because uh, initially the guidelines for BAC were uh, prepared by um, by try only, and later on, a committee under uh, Amit Mitra, uh, who was Secretary General of PIKI, um, that it was asked to uh, uh, devise uh, the, the guidelines, uh, which was done. Uh, but ultimately, it is BAC which is industry driven, and in this case, the uh, industry ha itself has a vested interest to uh, find a solution, and I, I think that uh, is a good combination. And but now at the same time, the decision whether there should be multiple companies instead of just bark. Now earlier it was tam monopoly, and today it is a bark monopoly. And bark, um, whether they are doing their job honestly or efficiently or not, uh, is for us to see. Or they are uh, being conned themselves. Either way, they are, that monopoly also is not doing very well. So I think uh, they. Uh, creating uh, at least four companies, if not more. And uh, I was saying that uh, maybe aggregate of the results of four companies should be taken by the industry. But Sashi uh, rightly mentioned that let uh, the advertisers choose whichever companies uh, figure they find more credible. So uh, the, referring to the, my meeting with them when they say okay, we have to, uh, we need some figures to go by. All right, we'll give you a set of four figures. You choose. Okay. So uh, uh, thank you, thank you both uh, for joining me in this conversation. I guess uh, what is also a little different from uh, the, the, the last time when such a scam broke out is the skewing of the democratic space right now. And it is more and more one kind of voice full of hatred and factual inaccuracies that is dominating the airwaves, unlike the last time when the scam broke out. Thank you once again, both of you. Thank you, Anuradha. Thank you, Mr. Qureshi. Pleasure being here. Thank you very much. I enjoyed. Thank you very much.